You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to my weekly podcast Tales from Delhi. I am Shiv Sani, an on-ground reporter with Hindustan Times. In my podcasts, I'll bring to you human interest stories from Delhi, one or two every week. These are everyday accounts of survival, of inspiration and of change. But to what extent? That's up to you to decide. As for me, I'll make some space for the stories to do the talking. Very recently, two men died while cleaning an underground tank at a jewelry factory in Azadpur in North Delhi. According to the police, they died after inhaling poisonous gases inside the tank. If you have been following news from Delhi, you would know that this is nothing new. These deaths are just too common. Just a week before, two other men had died in a similar way while cleaning a septic tank in South Delhi's Badarpur. And yet, both the tragedies were very different if you see it from the point of view of what the two groups were trying to achieve. In Badarpur, the ultimate aim was only to clean the septic tank. The men died trying to earn their basic living. But you may not believe what the men in the Azadpur case were aiming for while cleaning the tank. They were hunting for gold. Yes, gold. When I got to know of it, a story I had done two years ago came flooding back to my mind. I immediately knew what was happening in that tank and what would have followed next had the mishap not occurred. So in this episode, I'll tell you the story of these gold hunters. Yeah, because that is exactly what they are. And no, they're not doing anything illegal. They're not stealing. In fact, many of them are actually helping the jewelry factories retain gold that would have otherwise gone waste. Let me explain to you how this system works. So there are about 2000 jewelry manufacturing units in Delhi. From those which operate out of a tiny room to those who have entire big buildings for just making gold jewelry. Some of these factories have dozens of goldsmiths and other people working in them. And when they work with gold, what happens is that a lot of gold particles and gold dust sticks to their body, their hair and their clothes. Some tiny gold particles fall on the floor around the place they work. Some gold dust gets washed away with chemicals used to treat this precious metal. And these factory owners know that. They understand that a few months worth of these tiny gold particles and gold dust can amount to kilos and kilos of real gold worth tens of lakhs of rupees which would otherwise have gone waste. So some of these factories set up tanks under their buildings. And at the end of the day, when the goldsmiths are about to leave for their homes, they are required to take a bath. They take bath and wash their clothes in the factory itself so that all the gold particles can wash down to the tank below. The chemicals used to treat the gold are also washed down to the same tank. And the factory owners take great attention to ensuring that the floor is swept perfectly so that all the gold dust and particles are collected at the end of the day. Now, it is not at all an easy process to separate the gold particles and dust from all this garbage, the muck and the chemicals. It is a tedious and dirty process that takes a lot of time. Sifting gold from all this waste is not worth it for big factories. So, 
Some of them outsource the work in lieu of some cash or gold. For example, in the Azadpur case, relatives of the dead man told me that the contract was to pay rupees 30 lakh in cash and 820 grams of gold to the factory owner. What were remained would belong to the gold diggers. So the big players bring a group of workers to collect all the muck and garbage and take it all back to their workplace where they go about sifting gold. And then there are small players who visit small shops and collect the muck for a few hundred or thousand rupees. A few of them work at nights to enter sewer lines outside these jewellery factories and steal muck from the drains. But whether it is a big player or a small one, the actual gold sifting process is very dirty and tiresome. The muck, which smells real bad, is collected in pans and washed again and again in the hope that the gold will settle at the bottom of the pan. Since gold is heavier than the muck and mud, it settles at the bottom. With each wash, more and more mud leaves the muck and the gold is left behind. This is not the gold that can be seen by the naked eye. The next process is to use magnets to remove the magnetic particles from the residue. After that, some mercury is added to the residue. The gold sticks to the mercury and can be separated from whatever is left behind in the pan. The last process is to heat the gold over a furnace. What the workers finally have with them is a tiny ball of gold. That is, if they have worked real hard. But mind you, this is not a pure form of gold and sells for a price much lesser than the market rate. And all this hard work leaves the workers smelling at the end of the day's work. Most workers bathe multiple times before returning to their homes. Some don't even tell the family members about the work they do. And how much do most of these workers make for a day's work? Just about rupees 500 if they are lucky. Some workers I met told me that they do this work just to make ends meet. They don't expect to get rich doing a work that finally leaves them with coarse palms and falling hair because of the chemicals mixed in the muck. In fact, they say that their mothers and wives have never worn a gold jewellery despite them being in the gold hunting business for years and years. And to top it, they are often at the receiving end of police investigation if any gold from these factories ever gets stolen. They are the usual suspects and are rounded up for questioning each time. The only good news is that police tell me they don't remember a single case in which these gold diggers were arrested for stealing jewelry. That's all for today. We'll meet again next week with more such heart-touching stories. Until then, if you have an interesting anecdote to share, please get in touch with me on my Twitter handle at ShivSunny. Or you can also reach us at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. If you want to listen to more such interesting podcasts, log on to www.htsmartcast.com. Thank you. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.